quick. I was quick and aggressive. We're back. Shed some light is back, and I'm so excited. I am so excited. I am hyped up on this Monday. Michael and Jack are back on Shed Some Light. We took a whole week off. And I know, that, I know that the week was like supposed to be relaxing, which it was. Don't get me wrong. But like, I definitely missed podcasting. Yeah. Missed, missed talking to you. Yeah. We, we weren't together over the holidays. We were spending time. You were spending time with your fiance and her family. I was spending time with my, our family. So, you know, missed you. I've missed you. But hey, we're back at it. Back and better than ever. Whew, let me tell you. I don't know I'm, about better than ever. We might just be back. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> Good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to get into it in the sports dump, but I was telling Sierra, um, in, in, in case anyone doesn't know, I also write for uh, an Irish football sports blog, and um, which you can find irishsportstalk.net if you're looking it up on the web. Um, my article this week came so easy to me because I just wrote what I would have said in the podcast. Because we didn't have podcasts this week. It was just like, boom, I got to get it out somewhere. Boom. <laughs> hey, got to do what you got to do. Respect. Hey, there you go. So check that out. Also, before we get into our sports dump, uh, real quick shout out. As Jack was saying, um, spent a lot of time with Sierra's family this week during the holidays. Uh, big shout out to Sierra's dad providing us with not only the fresh case of Miller Lights for the episode tonight, but also... The brandy spanking new microphone that we're recording on. Boom. High quality. Pretty excited about that. So it's going to be a great show all around. That's all I can say. If you are going to give the shout out to Sierra's dad for that Miller Lite, I would like to give a shout out to a close friend and also listener of the pod for my Miller Lite as I was given one by her. So, you know, <laughs> oh. we're getting gifted Miller Lights. And that's really the best gift anybody can give right there. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a giving season. And people are giving Miller Lights, and that's what we love to see. We're, we're trying to spread the word. Give us that five-star rating and review so that we can help spread the word. That's what we're here for. Uh, one day, maybe Miller Lite themselves will actually send us, us a case. the case, which would be sweet. But until that day comes, we are very thankful for anyone who ever sends oh, or course. decides to gift us. Love you guys. The gift of beer. <laughs> love it. <laughs> so now that we got that taken care of, uh, let's jump into our sports dump for the week, for today, this Monday. Um, we're starting Notre Dame football. The bad. Not good. Hand up, hand up. Trevor Lawrence did make a little bit more of a difference. However, I will say, that, and I'll stick by this because I do believe it is a true fact, that it was more of our defense playing bad than Trevor Lawrence playing good. As in, if DJ Uyunglele was quarterback, I still think they kill us in that game because our defense played that bad. Uh, so, as Jack was saying earlier, we didn't spend the week together, so I haven't actually talked to you about this game. I wanted to, you know, keep it for our live raw reactions here. Um, I obviously don't think that we played well, but I'm going to come out with this take, and I don't know how you feel about it. You're an idiot if you don't think Notre Dame deserves to be in the top four. Oh, no, I agree. I, I agree with that take. Like, people who are who are just so down on Notre Dame saying there's no way that they should make the playoffs, what college football have you watched this year? Okay, because – so so then the argument is uh, Texas A&M. Basically, the only other argument is pretty much Texas A&M, realistically, or Cincinnati. Okay. Is your two. Okay. Or, or Oklahoma, if you want to put a two-loss Big 12 team in there. Okay. Which, you know, isn't going to do anything. If you're talking about strength of schedule, 
and strength of record. Notre Dame beats Texas A&M in both of them. If you want to go worse loss, Texas A&M had a worse loss. That's the three things that college, the college football playoffs said they looked for. Right. So Notre Dame lost to Clemson by 24, but also beat Clemson. Yeah. Texas A&M lost to Alabama by 28. And their next best win was against a Florida team who then choked to LSU. You want to hear this stat? And they always, they always put up the, uh, uh, oh, you know, like we play in the SEC, right? Right? Right. Texas A&M has beat two teams with a winning record this season. <laughs> two with a winning record. Okay, so Texas A&M, make oh, your... Oh, but the SEC, oh, yeah. oh Make, make your big that? push for the to make it into the top four, not going to happen. Shut the fuck up, after that, After that comes Oklahoma and... No, I'll give, I'll give Cincinnati this, because Cincinnati is in the same boat as IU, where you just get... They get screwed. No, because who is Cincinnati beaten? They granted, have, granted, they're 9-0, but who the heck have they played? They Their have, best win was against Tulsa. No, I forget the exact stat about it, but it was like they have... Two wins over like some high-powered offense, and the only other team to do that in the nation is Clemson. So, like, I they, I will say this: I don't think that they should have made the college football playoff, but they should have gotten a better bowl game than they did. If you don't think that Notre Dame should have made the playoffs, you're an idiot. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, I agree with that. I'm just saying that Cincinnati kind of gets screwed out of that. I think Cincinnati should have been the six right below Texas A&M. And, and, and you know what the worst part is, too? This constantly happening to the group of five teams is what's going to cause the college football playoffs to expand to eight teams, right? Everyone's making this push. Oh, we need to have more than four. We need to have more than four. Okay, go ahead, throw eight teams in there, and it's going to be like the one versus 16 in March Madness. Yeah. it's gonna, the, 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 eight team, the eighth seeded team it's is going to win gonna once the, every yeah. hundred years. Yeah. Like, why are you pushing to have more teams in that just clearly don't have a chance? Even this year, it's going to come down to Alabama and Clemson. Well, like just whoa, probably whoa. But I and, don't like that pessimism. <laughs> I'm just saying, for the people who make the argument about expanding the college Listen, football man, playoffs, you're th- there's no point. We're Notre Dame fans. As Notre Dame fans, we have to have uh, just blinded optimism. <laughs> oh. It's what we do. We I mean, have blinded optimism. We convince ourselves year <laughs> after year that we're going to be good and win a national title, and it basically never happens. But guess what? We're Notre Dame fans, so we got to have it. Am, am I going to be absolutely hype for the Notre Dame-Alabama game? Yes. Is my heart going to get ripped out? I don't know, but I'm, I'm ready for I'm it. I'm going to say it on this podcast. Notre Dame is going to beat Alabama. I would love that, dude. And okay, so this exactly goes back to why Ohio State shouldn't be in. Because by, by, by the way, I'm I'm saying that just so that if it does happen, I look very <laughs> fucking smart. So, so college football, college football, there's then cut that. Part. There, there's a little bit of chance that that happens in every game, right? If you only play six games, it's really easy to go six and zero. Oh. If you play eleven games, it's not that easy to go eleven. Which is which is why I would like to, I I I'm honestly I'm not that big of a fan of Dabo Sweeney. I want to tip my cap to Dabo Sweeney on this one. <laughs> Did you see his final coaches rankings? He had Ohio he State at 11. eleven. Fuck yeah, baby! I love that. That, that was is awesome. so funny. That was awesome. That is so funny. I hope Clemson comes out there and just waxes them. Yeah, just shuts them down. Ohio State is not that good. And this kind of transitions into IU football. Yep. And it 
IU football got screwed so fucking hard. It is unreal. You want to hear this, that? Highest rated team in the AP poll to not get a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. We're playing fucking four and five Ole Miss. Hey, Lane Kiffin, eat dicks. <laughs> uh, you're going to lose. We got Tom Allen. How are we not in a better bowl? We lost one game all year by seven to the team that you think is the third best team in the nation. And and what they what they said was, oh, uh, IU doesn't have a signature win. Excuse me. I thought we were 10-point dogs to Wisconsin on the road, and we beat them. I thought Penn State started the season ranked eighth, and we beat them. I thought Michigan was supposed to be good this year. And guess what? We beat them too. And if you're saying that IU doesn't have a signature win, then neither does Ohio State if you're going off that standard. So fuck you, Ohio State. Fuck you, anybody who doubts IU and just gets – we have gotten screwed over this whole season. This whole season have gotten screwed over. The fact that we are not in a New Year's Six Bowl is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope IU just blows the doors off Ole Miss. Oh, but they're in the SEC. People forget that. Um, and I hope Clemson just demolishes Ohio State. Like, I hope that's not even close to a game. Notre Dame, Alabama. I hope that's a good game, but we're gonna win. <laughs> I hope we're so. gonna win. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I don't understand. I use ball selection at all. It makes it it makes no sense. We're playing in the goddamn outback bowl. Yeah, oh, uh, shrimp on the Barbie, blooming onions, <laughs> kangaroos and shit. <laughs> um, also, uh, I use uh, defensive coordinator. Yep, Gonzo. That sucks. Tough. Going back to his alma mater. That guy was the man. Kevin Womack, love you, baby. He's the best. Just just balls of steel. That man was third down. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Bring the house. Cover zero. Don't care. Love it. Love it. Live or die by it. And guess what? We lived by it. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. And speaking of D coordinators, Clark Lee. Yeah, Clark Lee Gone. taking the Vanderbilt job. Um, do you think that that had any effect on the defense um, against Clemson in the ACC championship? No. No? No. I think it did a little bit. I don't think so. Um, I also don't really like to say this, but I don't think Sean Crawford's very good. What did I tell you in the in the breakdown? Who did I say? Sean Crawford was one of my three that I said he gets beat every touchdown. He's one of the three that gets beat. It's him, Tariq Bracey, and Clarence Lewis. It's one of those three that gives up every single touchdown. And, I, and what did I also say? I said, limit the long ball. Guess who got beat on the long ball? Sean Crawford. I told you, it happens every single touchdown. It's a, it's a, it's literally a double move uh, on Sean Crawford. They, they double move him, go long, and he's just left in the dust every time. Dude, I, I said that was going to be the difference before the game even happened. I knew it was coming. And that's the thing. This is this is where I run into my problem with Clark Lee. Because I see that. I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> a a 23-year-old idiot that that played hasn't played football since 7th grade. How can I sit here and be like, "Well, hey, guess what? They're probably going to pick on him, him and him, and here's exactly how they're going to do it." And then they do that and it looks like we were just like, "Oh god, I didn't know that was coming." 
What do you mean? Yeah. It looked like it looked like we went out that game and we prepped for however many weeks before for DJ Uyunglele as quarterback. And then Trevor Lawrence came out and we were like, wait, 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 Trevor Lawrence is playing today. <laughs> what the fuck? When did this happen? It was like, uh, no, we knew he was going to play the whole time. I was, I was just thoroughly disappointed with Clark Lee's adjustments because he is the king of adjustments. But this is, this is what I told you. And I, I, th- I believe I said it on the last podcast, Clark Lee lives by let's take a couple of punches and then we'll adjust and we'll, you know, hit back. You can't do that when you're playing a team like Clemson. We are not going to be able to do that versus Alabama. That's it. We were talking about this earlier, too. That's a totally different game momentum-wise if we go down and either score a touchdown or a field goal on our second possession and go up either 6 nothing or 10 nothing. Yeah, and, and like I said, and I've, I've said this to you, there are – that game was – as much as it was a blowout, there are – two or three possessions in that game where they fall Notre Dame's way. And that's a whole different ball game. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't like start to finish. Like, all right, here comes a boat race. Right. It was, we, we, we shank a 24 yard field goal that if we get a field goal or a touchdown off that second possession, off an interception, that momentum is full in our favor. Yep. And then Avery Davis drops a fourth down pass. that hits him in the hands in the red zone. And, and that's exactly why, I don't understand people making the argument that Notre Dame is not one of the top four teams in the country based on one bad performance. Yeah. And like it was a bad performance against arguably the top one or one B team in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's dumb. Anybody who makes that argument, I think that's stupid because I don't understand. uh, I don't understand like if if you I feel like in any argument, if you have if you say that Notre Dame shouldn't be able to make it in, you have to have a team that is better than Notre Dame. Right. And I don't think that you can come up honest if you are trying to be dead honest, you cannot come up with a team that is better than Notre Dame right now. And that's exactly what I said in my article that I was mentioning earlier. You can go number five, six, seven, eight, nine, down to ten, down to however many you want, and there is not a single team that you could make a legit, honest argument that should be ahead of Notre Dame at number four. I I one thousand percent agree, and that's why like, and and everybody that you know hates on Notre Dame, and and whenever you defend Notre Dame, they'll always be like, "Oh, dude, you're just biased. You're just biased." Like, dude, no, I'm not. Just like, Look at I'm looking at it objectively. Here's here's the other question. Um, I haven't asked you this yet. Uh, would you rather Notre Dame? be in the position that they are and be basically like three touchdown underdogs against Alabama could have the potential to not be a very close game or not make the playoffs and have to play a six, seven, eight seed and it be competitive. Not make the playoffs. You'd rather that? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Because when they do win on January 1st, I get the shit down every hater's throat. And I will do it because we will win. I'm talking myself into this game. We're going to win. I said it earlier. I said it as like a joke. I'm being dead serious. We're going to go out there and win this game. Count us out. Count us all out. Wait, wait. I thought you just said that you would rather be in an... In an a I'd rather game. be in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So we're making the same argument. Yeah. I thought I thought you said you would take the lesser bowl game. No, I'd rather be in the playoffs. Exactly. Because on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the chance and on what is going to happen when we win... 
I will legitimately not stop talking smack for the okay, rest of my life. Okay, and here's the other thing too. Jack, let me tell you this. We are one of four teams playing legit meaningful football left this entire yeah. year. Yeah. I will I will take that no matter what the outcome of the game is to be one of four teams still playing meaningful football. 100%. 100%. So don't don't come at me with the argument that Notre Dame should not be in the playoffs. Don't come at me with the argument that, oh, uh, you know, we have the chance to get boat raced and we should take a lesser opponent. No. Take the challenge. I don't care what the outcome is. You're one of four teams playing meaningful football still. Correct. Boom. All right, let's move on before the segment ends here. Uh, White Sox. White Sox. Uh, I'm going to butcher this kid's name. Uh, we apparently have an agreement to sign the number one international prospect uh, Yolki Cespedes, I Ooh. believe, right fielder, absolute stud, uh, younger half brother of Yoannis Cespedes. Uh, league's fucked. Pray for the league. League's fucked. <laughs> 2021 World Series champions. Let's go. Yeah. I wish. I don't think he'll be up this upcoming year. I think what they do. I think this is why they signed Adam Eaton for a year, is because they can get like a comparable, you know, right fielder, just kind of you know, like dish and dump real quick, and then they'll bring him up next year. But, I mean, this kid's an absolute stud. He's like 6'2", 220, like built as can be, guns people from right field, got a hose. But pray for the league. League's fucked. Let's go. His, his uh, what is it, like involvement into like the rookie core, the young core that Let's we go. have right now is just going to be insane. Uh, did you see the picture of him in the Cuba jersey drinking the juice box? Yep. Yeah, it's a baller move. <laughs> it's a baller move. You're legitimately playing for your nation, and you're on the sideline just sipping a juice box because you know how badass you are. Love it. I love this kid. Yeah. It's the it's the final piece offensively that we need. Pitching and, you know, everything like that. I still don't think the White Sox are done making moves. I want Liam Hendricks. Uh, I want Liam Hendricks to be our closer. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think offense is the problem. No. I think it's, it's gonna come it's, down to pitching. It's yeah, it's pitching and defense. I don't even think it's defense. I think it's just pitching. I'd I uh, I would like a little bit more reassurance in right field. I mean who other than that though, I'm fine. I think you need reassurance in left field. Behind uh Eloy? Yeah. yeah. Your reassurance in right field, Adam Eaton and Adam Angle are both good defensively. Yeah, I'm just not looking at uh, Adam Eaton being in the being with us for an extended period. Yeah, he won't be. But uh, Yoki is very good defensively. Right. So that's that's fine. I'm fine with you know if we're talking this year World Series, I'm I'm fine with what we're what we have there. Yeah, and I legitimately think it is it is World Series or bust. It's it's some it's some high expectations (laughs) for the Sox. But it is it is World Series or bust. I came into this podcast hot, and I'm just getting hotter. I'm so excited. I'm I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go to the South Side. I'm ready to see him play. I'm pumped up. I re, I'm I'm really excited to see them play. I think I was thinking about this. Uh, I've been doing a lot of driving recently, and I think the I think uh, Major League Baseball has jumped up to my number two favorite sport. Oh, easily. Uh, it, it's college football far and away number one, and then I think MLB number two. It's it's MLB is such a weird sport where if you can understand and appreciate the game, it is yeah. like you're hanging yeah, on every yeah. pitch. Yep, you're sitting there being like, "Oh, I can't wait till so and so's up again." I like 
I need this guy to like sit him down right here. Like you're you're sitting on the edge of your seat. People the knock on it is always like, oh, it's so boring. It lasts so long. Blah blah blah. But if you that's can, kind of the beauty. Yeah, if you can, if you can sit there and appreciate the game for what it is, it is like like I said, like there's never a dull moment. You're sitting there on the edge of your seat. You're ready for it. Like it is very very exciting if you know what you're like looking for and you appreciate you know the team's good obviously yeah uh yeah in combination with the Sox, you know being good and stuff like that i i'm pretty confident in saying uh major league baseball has moved up to my number two favorite sport yeah definitely and it was one of those things like even when the socks were bad like i would watch them but it would just be one of those things like I'm not like I said like I'm not hanging on the the edge of my seat for every pitch because like it, 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 in the end run in the long term like it didn't really matter. I almost wanted them to lose so that we could get better draft picks. Right, right. But now that we're like back and being competitive, I am hanging on this edge of my seat. So it's just way more fun to watch and way more fun to be a part of. And the Sox 2021 World Series champs. Let's go. Coming in hot. Let's go. Hot. All right, uh, we got less than 10 minutes here. We got Bulls and Bears left on the docket. Uh, Bulls, real quick, what do you want to talk about? Uh, 0-1. They're playing right now, probably about to be 0-2. As we're recording, uh, not a good game. Nope. Uh, First of all, played a great second half against the Hawks. The Hawks shot 70% in the first half. I mean, you're not going to beat a team if they shoot 70%. Yeah. But I will say this. I would like to start the Patrick Williams fan club. <laughs> oh. And I would like to be the president. Patty Dubs. Pat Williams. I already got I already got four people in it that I know of. So if anybody would like to join the Patrick Williams fan club, come on in. <laughs> but but it's a it's a short bandwagon. And you better hop on quick because when he starts becoming really good, I'm closing down the gates. <laughs> All so right. so say your say your piece now. Or quick it open is, invitation. It is, it is literally anybody got any issues or forever hold your peace. Okay. I'm fine with that. What is your take? Are you on or are you off? I honestly have not seen him play All right, yet, so you're not so. on, but you're also not off. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm completely neutral. I have 16 n- points first game out. No started. opinion. Uh, he showed up in a, in a retro Bulls jacket, so I'll give him that as points. Plus one. Yeah. 17 points. <laughs> So that's my take. If anybody uh, wants to jump on the Pat Williams bandwagon, let me know. Patty, Patty Williams. I might just, I just kind of like a Pat. Pat Williams. <laughs> let me uh, let me let me study the film and then I'll... I, I, I'll take I'll take a I'll accept Pat Williams or Patty Dubs. Yeah, Patty Dubs. There Either one. Okay. All right. Let me study the film. I'll let you know where I fall on. Uh, some people in the. Uh, Pat Williams fan club uh, may or may not be calling him Baby Kawhi. Uh, kind of <laughs> looks like Baby Kawhi. So when he becomes Kawhi, everyone can fucking suck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then- Dude, honestly, don't watch his game. He kind of actually shoots like Kawhi. Not even kidding you. Okay. When he shoots, you're like, that kind of looks like Baby Kawhi right there. I'll check it out. I'll check it hey, out. Dubs. All right, real quick, Bears. Imagine ever fucking thinking that Nick Foles is better. Um, it's insane. It's insane than anybody thought. So, that. so we're recording this before the Bears Jags game. That, They're gonna that, win. That took place yesterday. As you're listening to this, um, Mitchell Trubisky's photo in the Bears Miller Lite sweater 
That's wow. my fucking quarterback, baby. I, That's my quarterback. I cannot believe I ever doubted him. That's my quarterback. He he posted that, and I was just like, yup. yep. That's it. Ten God, baby. <laughs> That's ten it. God. Extend ten. That's my guy. That's my quarterback. We finally have a fucking offensive scheme that works. And guess what? We're cooking. We're cooking. Bears are in control of their own destiny. We win the next two games. We make it to the playoffs. Let's go. We're going to beat the Jags because the Jags are tanking. Yep. And then it comes down to the Packers. And, and, and let me tell you, Mitchie Grudge match, I'll take it. Let's go. Trailer Hitch, Mitch. Shout out Brian Knights. I love it. Let's go. Love me some Mitch. Love me some good Mitch action. He he posted that picture in the Miller Lite Bears sweater, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's it. I mean, like, he's done he's done everything right. From a, a media standpoint, there has been nothing that he has done wrong in his time in Chicago. He is he is beloved by I would say basically everybody as a as a person. And now we're finally running an offense. It's like, yeah, it shows off what he does. It's quick slants, it's play action. He can run, you know, gets out of the pocket, gets mobile, gets those quick slants, and then it opens up maybe a little fade pass down the side to like Darnell Mooney or A-Rob. He finally throws the ball to A-Rob. It it took Nick Foles five weeks to realize that that's probably a guy you want to throw to. And it's just like, hey, guess what? Now we're cooking. Also, shout out to David Montgomery. David Montgomery's been an absolute star. Oh, yeah. Love David Montgomery. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Bears uh, are going to win this game. There you we're go. We're beating the Jags. There you go. We've already beaten the Jags by the time you <laughs> listen to this. All right. Any other sports you want to touch on today? That's it. Okay. We are going to grab some Miller Lite refills. We will be back for segment two with some light fights and other uh, assorted topics. Stuff. <laughs> to, to, you know, talk about. Of course. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you on the other side of the break. Hezzy. Hey. Bang, bang. That's a hezzy right there, if you know what I'm saying. Segment two, boys are back here on Shed Some Light. Uh, oh, we got Mitchell That's Trubisky on the TV Mitch, as we're baby. recording this. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's my quarterback. Um, real quick, we got another shout-out here. Uh, very, very special listener to the pod, Mr. PT, who you have heard on uh, the mascot fights. Fights. Uh, battle draft thing that we sent out. Uh, PT sent the Shed Some Light Boys a dartboard. Yup. Love it, baby. <laughs> Which is awesome. Love it. I, I cannot wait to have that going up in the uh, Shed Some Light studio, the official studio one day. We were talking about, you know, things to be like, things that are cool if you're good at. Darts. Darts. Is it good yeah. at darts? So, great time. practice for the Shed Some yeah. Light Boys now that we we'll got a dartboard. Big time. <laughs> so, very much, uh, very big thank you to PT for sending that in. If you haven't listened to that old uh, mascot fights episode, go back and it's check it out. Episode. Um, but speaking of fights, it is Monday, and that means light fights are back. And boy, do we have some lineups for you. We got some. We got some. <laughs> so I think first one, we're going with a listener submission. Yep. Okay. Um, so our first fight is going to be Paul Blart, the mall cop. Versus uh, Dolph Lundgren. The Dolph Lundgren. The Dolph. The hoof kick. Ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba. Ba. He's from, a sheep shipper. Uh, from Just Go With It. The Adam Sandler movie came out in uh, 2011. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Hilarious movie. 
so Dolph versus Paul Blart. I'm like, I'm like kind of going back and forth in my head. Like I thought I had an easy <laughs> win on this, but now I'm kind of going back because like originally I was like, it's Paul Blart. Like he took out the whole, he took out the whole squad. Yeah. When my, they were trying to rob them all. My initial thought was for sure Paul Blart. But then I thought of maybe his blood sugar is too low <laughs> and maybe he doesn't make it. And Zadolf comes in and he gives him the hoof kick, hoof kick, blah, blah, blah. And then he's out. Paul so, Blart, if Paul Blart has a has a nice little lollipop, something to keep that the, blood sugar high, uh, I think that I think Paul Blart's got it. I don't know if you got to deal with sheep all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're one tough son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, dealing with those mall criminals, I'm gonna need your first, last, last, last first. first. <laughs> That's the other thing. He does kind of get dunked on by a guy in a scooter. So like. He does beat the other people, but it, then you got to also weigh in the fact that he gets dunked on by a guy in a scooter. Yeah, he gets bodied by a guy that doesn't <laughs> even try to fight him. I'm I'm saying I'm saying Paul Blart by the end of the movie has enough uh, experience and confidence in himself. I think he comes. You want back. to talk about confidence in yourself? Paul has all the confidence. Hey, I know that. I know that. But I'm saying Paul Blart is just gradually going up the entire time. And with his uh, police training academy, you know, slap it, respect it, honor it. I'm taking. I'm taking. He doesn't have any police training. He yeah. fails it all the time. He he got through the tra- he got the training though in the the obstacle course and whatever that is. Yeah, but he fails it. He doesn't succeed. He still did it though. It yeah, counts for something. You know who does succeed in being Zadolf is Zadolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Paul Blart. I think I might. I think I'm going to take. Okay, can I like uh, add in like a stipulation? Yeah. So we'll go uh, Paul Blart, but he gets the segue, and then oh yeah 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 Zadolf, but he gets a uh, uh, angry sheep to be by his side. Oh. So he Paul can like whip around on that thing because you know he's he's quick with it. He does the one of those up and down little things and dips, so he can get the speed element to it. But Zadolf has the two-on-one with the angry sheep. Yeah, that's tough. Um, mm, the sheep part kind of makes me lean more towards Dolph. See, I think I'm taking. I think I'm taking Dolph in both of them, just because of the fact of I think that I think Dolph can evade uh, Paul's plun- punches for long enough that he has to like you know take it easy because his blood sugar is too low, and that's <laughs> when. Dolph strikes. See, if it was if it was legitimately straight up, I'm taking Paul Blart. If it's Paul Blart with his Segway scooter and Dolph with a sheep, I'm taking Dolph. So if we're going a normal five round fight, I think Blart has to knock him out within the first two to have a chance. <laughs> if it goes three to five, it's Dolph any day of the week. Because I think I think the fatigue sets in there. Calling him, calling him just Blart. Blart is a move. Blart. I, I wasn't Paul. Paulie over there knocks him out. Yeah, it's a uh, Blart I, over there. I think I think I think Blart's got to get him in the first two, and if he doesn't, then it's it's bad news from then on out. <laughs> but I think I think if he connects with one, I think we're going. I think I'll take Paul in the first two, but I think I'll take Zadolf. In three through five, if it makes it there. <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd say it's an it's an even fight. Not that like if they just went blow for blow, it's not even, but it's an even fight as time goes on. Okay. It's like who's got the advantage in the first half of the fight, 
Paul Blart. Who's got the advantage in the second half of the fight? Zadolf. So it's like if you if the, if Zadolf makes it to the second, I think he wins it. But if if he does, is the question. I'm good with that. But I'll take I'll take Zadolf. But I'm gonna bet him. <laughs> I'm gonna bet him plus like two ten. Plus two ten on the card. I'll take Zadolf any day of the week if I'm okay. a bet, if I'm a betting man. Okay. All right. Uh, what are we moving on to? Uh, I think we're moving on to uh the the famous dog fight. This is this sounds very bad coming out that I just said it like that. But we're doing a nice little fictional characters. Okay. We're going Scooby Doo versus Airbud. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I- this one I feel like kind of needs a caveat. Okay. Because I think straight up, it's Air Bud any day of the week. The athleticism is unmatched. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do Scooby-Doo, uh, but he gets a, he knows that he gets a Scooby snack if he wins. Okay. So it adds that he know you're like, then Scooby-Doo's up for anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So I was not much of a Scooby-Doo fan growing up. I still pretty uh, my, much am when not. I was a kid, my mom banned me from watching Scooby Doo because <laughs> I would have nightmares at night for all the the ghosts and stuff. I'm I'm still pretty much not a Scooby Doo fan. Um, what does he have to offer? Oh, he just like talks, and oh. you know he's a big dog. He's oh. pretty big. He's got big meaty paws. Yeah, I'm taking Airbud then for sure. I don't know though because when when he's offered a Scooby snack, he'll do anything. So like he'll he he might kill somebody for a Scooby snack. Yeah, but he's got to figure out how to do that. Well, so does Airbud. Yeah, but I I I just don't understand like what uh, Scooby Doo has to offer. Other what than... does Airbud have to offer? I mean, he's got the athleticism. You ever seen Scooby's legs get going when he's just <laughs> flying around like that, dude? If he connects on a punch with one of those things wheeling around, it's game over. I I don't know. I don't know. He can run in place faster than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> How about that? He's got that to offer. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think... don't know. I think I might go Scooby Doo on this one, just because if if it's with the caveat of he gets a a Scooby snack, a Scooby snack, he'll do anything. I think I'm taking Air Bud, especially if if you just like tell him like, hey, get those paws moving like he does, and then he just does the he wheels them around really quick and he connects with one of those things. It's you know, it's game over. My initial thought was Scooby Doo, but then I. I just don't think he has that much to offer. I don't think, I think he's, he's got, got some that. big paws. That's all right. I'm taking Air Bud. You hit him with the one, too. He's, he's, you know, been in competition before. He's been in the game. I'm taking Air Bud. But has he ever gotten scared by a monster? <laughs> he hasn't seen what Scooby's seen. <laughs> Scooby's been on the streets. He doesn't know where he's came from, dude. You <laughs> don't know where I've been. I don't know. I think I think I'm going to go Scooby on this. Okay. Are we so, are we split decision on both of the first two? Everything so far. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. All right. We're moving on to a little bit more of a a festive festive fight, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> okay. We're going. We're going. The Big Daddy, Santa Claus versus the Grinch. Who would like to steal Christmas and who would like to be Christmas? Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, Santa's got the girth, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Unless the Grinch is like nine feet tall and I just didn't know it. So, okay. I have an analysis on this, but I just, I, I want to make sure that you get out all of the thoughts that you want to first. Yeah, you, you go. You all go. Right. Um, I kind of look at this, unfortunately, 
And I also kind of look at it. Nope. What? I mean, there's no way. The Grinch is 4-5? It just said the Grinch is 4-5. Oh, wait. It says in the live-action film, he stands uh, 6-6. Six, six. There we go. Okay, Grinch is 6-6. Six, six. Yeah, makes more sense. Um, I kind of look at this like um, Scar and Mufasa. Where, you know, the Grinch is the, the pissed-off brother of, of the pissed off long lost brother of Santa. And he has so much vengeance built up in him that he would win, but it's actually Santa that comes back and wins in the end. But in the physical fight, the Grinch wins, if that makes sense. So you're picking the Grinch for the fight. Uh, I'm picking the Grinch for the fight and Santa for the war, the long run. <laughs> we might've lost the battle, but we won the war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Grinch has got those weird fingers that creep me out. And I think yeah. he does something weird. I think he like he does the water boy where he pokes him in the eye. <laughs> Captain Thanos shows no mercy, something like that. I do. So we're we're both going Grinch on this then. Grinch beats him in the fight, but Santa wins the war. Boom. Yep. Okay, I agree with you. I would like to pose a question to you. I don't know if you saw this. This was a big uh, barstool Chicago debate. Is the Grinch a villain? Yeah. Why the no. heck wouldn't he be? Because he doesn't he doesn't turn out to be a villain. He's good at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, he celebrates Christmas with everybody. He's just lonely up in the mountains and he wants to steal it. And then Cindy Lou who's like, hey, come celebrate he's, Christmas with he's us. He's a he's a converted villain. But then at the end of the movie, that it could just be that he's not like he's the antagonist at the beginning, but he's not a villain. Yes, he is. I don't think he is. Everyone's rooting against him. It doesn't mean you're the villain. What does it make you then? It just makes you the, pe- the uh, person that people don't like. <laughs> that, AKA a villain. No. I think he's a villain. I don't think. I think he just had some misguided intentions. <laughs> the vi- A villain is someone is someone like Thanos actually- who wants to like kill you all. The, the Grinch is just like, I'm pissed off that I'm not, I don't have anybody to celebrate Christmas with. He's just misunderstood. Eh, I don't like him. I think he's a, vi- a villain. I don't think he's a villain. I think he's yeah. just misunderstood. He's yeah. the antagonist who's misunderstood. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I also did not see this ahead of time, so I'm glad that you brought that up. But uh, real quick, let's move on to our last one. Uh, the one that I was going to ask you about. And this is um, just all holiday characters, battle royale style, like we did with the NFL players. So we got uh, Santa Claus for Christmas, and we got Cupid for Valentine's Day. We got a leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we've got the Easter Bunny. We've got Uncle Sam for Fourth of July. Is um, there a New Year's guy? Um, got the New Year's mascot? Is that a thing? I don't know. Kind of look that I, up. I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna say something, but I don't want to say it. I don't New know what years. Hold on, Jack. Mascot. Looking it up. <laughs> we have here. Oh, the baby. Okay, I was gonna say that, but I thought that was wrong. The New Year's baby. <laughs> First one going out. It's definitely the baby. The baby's uh, done in ten seconds. Are there are there any other holiday mascots? Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving. The, the turkey. Turkey. Are you going okay. to like Halloween? What do you do for Halloween though? Because there's a plethora of people. You a jack o' lantern. Can we go headless horseman with a jack o' lantern head? 
Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, because then then that's the only one that poses a serious threat to Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle Sam is the is the Uncle Sam's heavy favorite. One, yeah, but if you can if you can give me a headless horseman with jack o' lantern head, that you might convince me. You could you could sell me on that. I think those two end up going after it. If we're doing power rankings, I think power rank Uncle Sam one, headless horseman two. Yep, probably Santa Claus three. Okay, I'm good with that so far. Depends on how lethal Cupid's arrows are. Uh, I think I'm going Leprechaun 4. Like I said, it depends on how lethal the arrows are. Pissed off Southside Leprechaun. <laughs> are you just talking, Is are we just talking like the Leprechaun's just like an Irish guy from like Chicago or something like that? That's kind of what I was picturing. Yeah. Then he might be the favorite. <laughs> he might be the favorite. <laughs> You're just going pissed off Irish guy from Chicago? Yeah, he might be the favorite. I don't know. It depends. Like, is is Cupid like just making you fall in love, or is are he is he actually shooting like some some arrows? Well, I mean, he's shooting his arrows, but I don't think that they're lethal. Bottom of the barrel is is uh is the baby yeah. from New Year's or the Easter Bunny? No, Easter Bunny's kind of weird. I don't think he does much though. I think he's just kind of standing. I the think corner. the better fight might be like Easter Bunny versus a turkey from Thanksgiving. Who's winning that? I'd take the turkey. Yeah, probably. But so those those three, Easter Bunny, Turkey, Baby, are bottom That's, three. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like I feel like top four could kind of go, like, you know, any day. But Uncle Sam's definitely number one. Yeah. Does Uncle Sam get to shoot, like, Roman candles at people? Like, he just gets to stand there and be like, poof, poof. I Headless Horseman. Headless Horseman's intimidating, though. The, the headless horseman and Uncle Sam are the Alabama and Clemson of of football. It's yeah. it's one A and one B. The Notre Dame and Clemson of football. The Notre, <laughs> the Notre Dame and Clemson of football. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Final. Do you remember ranking. the name of the headless horseman? Pete. No. <laughs> there was know. a name. Oh, dude. You remember at uh, at camp in like fifth grade when they used to have the headless horseman. Go by on the horse. Oh yeah, Camp Friedenswald. And we, uh, we, you, you lit the bonfire when the like flaming torch came down the yeah. line. Yeah. Who is the guy? What? Is... Who am I? Who am I thinking of? The guy from Sleepy Hollow. I don't know. This That's is right. gonna piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we need our fact checker. Fact check. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Give me the name. All right, so that is where we're going to wrap up. Ichabod Crane. Oh, there you go. I knew it. (laughs) There you go. I knew it was some cool name. (laughs) Imagine naming your son Ichabod. (laughs) It's better than Bogdan Bogdanovich. (laughs) All right. Ichabod Ichabodovich. (laughs) (laughs) We're wrapping up these fights. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, grab some more refills, uh, and wrap up yeah. this Monday <laughs> wrap up this Monday episode with some dumb thoughts. We'll catch you after the break. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that one exploded everywhere. Jack was coming in it. hot on that one. That one just, you know. That I, actually did explode as you opened. That was that. a Krakatawa. <laughs> so that was a right. legitimate Krakatawa. <laughs> We're back on segment three here. Shed some light. Uh, we're wrapping up today's episode with some dumb thoughts. I also have some just kind of like funny stories from, you know, when we were apart. 
Okay, and I have just like some questions to ask you okay. from when we were apart. Okay. So, uh, go ahead. You start. Are we doing dumb thoughts first? Sure. Okay, I got two real quick. Okay. And I guess this kind of goes into uh, stereotypes, and they got to be rooted somewhere, you know? Um, but I was watching a movie, and uh, they were portraying a European person. And why is it that in movies, whenever, like, we try to portray a European person, they just put, like, a mole on their face, and they're like, yeah, that guy's from Europe. <laughs> what is that a thing? Like, do European people just have moles on their face, like, all over the place? What's going on? That one I couldn't tell you. Have I you ever know. noticed that, though? Like, whenever it's, like, the stereotypical, like, oh, like, look at the European guy. It's just a mole on their face. Like, that's the only thing that they add. There's, like, white guy and then mole on the face. Okay. So I don't have an answer to that, but it is funny that you brought up stereotypes on that because I have a stereotype to bring up. Okay. Um, I realized that I realized this stereotype this past week um, that you can really judge the character of a person, not like their personality, but like their legit character based on the college or colleges that they root for. This is tough. I agree and disagree. Okay. Why? It well, it depends on not the colleges that they root for, but the reason why they root for them. Okay. So, like, g- give me your example of, like, how you would judge someone by why they root for them. Or, or by like who they root for in college. Give me give me a school and I'll tell you what that per what I think that person is, stereotypically. Oh, so you're just go- what uh, I'm just, I'm saying like what made you think of this? Um <laughs> You can't save it because you're gonna burn some bridges. All right. I think Michigan fans are douchebags. Okay, well then yeah, I mean I would disagree with you because I have multiple like very good Michigan f- friends. My roommate, freshman, you're one of my best friends is a Michigan fan. Yeah, I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying most of them. Okay, then now we're getting into, like, the semantics game of, like, we just hate Michigan fans because we're Notre Dame fans. Well, I added another Michigan fan to that list simply because of things that kind of related to his character, which I felt fit the Michigan persona. I feel like you have to tell me something different besides a school like Michigan. Okay. Because because you are going into it as a Notre Dame fan. You All have right. to give me like an unbiased school. So you you give me a school. That's what I'm saying. You give me a school and California. I'll California. Uh relaxed. Just go with the flow type of person. Oregon. Um also relaxed, but it's just because they smoke weed. It's just because the West Coast is legalized weed. Yeah, and well, I was gonna say that Oregon was more of the, or the more of the pot smoker than the than the California kid. Oh no! Yeah, I think it's like I think it's six of one, half a dozen of another. Okay, give me something non West Coast. Oklahoma. Um, I feel like that one's tough because I feel like they're not like. They're not like South South, like Texas South, but they're like close enough to it, but they're not like all the way there. My stereotypical view, don't judge me for this, of an Oklahoma college student would be some like a good old boy, like a good old Southern boy, but that like really, really 
parties. Pa- yeah, gets yeah. down to business. They're the IU of the South, if yeah. you will. <laughs> Those are my guys. Let's go. They're they're going six days a week. I love it. I would love a nice little Oklahoma party. <laughs> I I think I think it's more of I think you can judge a, a person's character not by who they root for in college, but by why they root for them. Okay. So, like, for example, I have a friend that is a Clemson and Alabama fan. He likes both teams. Yeah, and he's a bandwagoner. Exactly. So I can judge his character more based off why he roots for those teams. Because in in 10 years, I guarantee he's not going to root for those teams. Well, you want to hear the teams that he roots for? His other big team that he likes? Um, I'm sure it's like the Detroit Red Rings, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Nope. Uh, the uh, the Dodgers, big Dodgers fan. You want to hear the reason why? This is the most telling judge of his character. Swear to God, and this is and it's it's hilarious because it's so stupid. You want to hear why he's a Dodgers fan? Uh, he thinks the city's really cool. Hey, buddy, no fucking shit. It's L.A., dude. It's sweet. But <laughs> uh, guess what? That doesn't mean I have to root for their team. That that let me tell you, L.A. That's a cool city. Sick. I am now an Angels and Dodgers fan and Kings fan. You know, so Lakers. Clippers. I love the Lakers and the Clippers. I'm a fan of both actually because they're both in LA. Yeah. So you there know, you go. love LA. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can judge a person more by why they like a team rather than who they like. Okay. All right. I'll give you that and I will explain that to other listeners. Fair. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you have another? Don't tell you want me to go into mine. Um, I have a couple more, but you can go into yours. Okay. Um. So I've never actually experienced this, but I see it in like TV shows and uh like movies a lot. And I guess the first question for me is: Is it a thing? And then the second question is: Why does it happen? But why does flushing the toilet make the shower hot? Make the shower hot? Yeah, you've never you've seen all those things where like someone's in the shower and then like the person will be like, oh, f- flush the toilet, and they'll be like, oh, it's so hot. What? You've never seen that in any movie? I feel like I maybe have seen that in a movie, but I didn't think it was real. I didn't think it was real. That was my first question: is one, is it real? And two, if it is real, why does it happen? Uh, I'm gonna say that's not real unless your plumbing was done before like the 1980s. I think it's a thing like swirlies. <laughs> like we talked about last episode. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's an actual like thing that ever happened. But then like if it's if it's not a thing that happened, why did it start? Why did it start? I don't know. I yeah. That's one of those things I I think it may have been real a long time ago. But like what what why does that happen? Just, you know, why is it just like, oh, you flush a toilet? I'm gonna legitimately just the water's just gonna be scalding hot in the shower now. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Another dumb thought. That's why we have this segment, baby. (laughs) I I would love to like have like the statistical breakdown of like how many dumb thoughts we've had to actual how many answers that we've had to those dumb thoughts. Yeah. It's gotta be below five percent. Oh, I would give it higher than that. No way. I'd give it like 20. No way. 
I have one. I have one real quick um, that I know for sure has an answer. Well, all of, that's what I'm saying. All of them have answers. Um, airplane mode on your phone. Yeah, what about it? What's the deal? Why do we have to do that? Like, if we don't, oh, I'm out on the whole bullshit of like turn your turn your phone off. I I mean, I follow it because the flight attendants ask me to. But like, if I don't, like, are, is the pilot not going to be able to? <laughs> that guy in the corner. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're watching something on the in the background here. Um, but if we don't turn on airplane mode, like, is the pilot just not going to be able to no, fall down yeah, to the no. ground? I'm 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 out on that whole bullshit. Why Why do we have to do that? I don't I don't believe in it. So you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I want an I want an explanation on that. I don't I don't, th- I don't think it's a, I don't think it actually matters. Okay, all right. Just it, to... it it definitely does, but I don't think it does. But I just I don't know why. The thing is, we like we know someone who's a pilot that we could just ask. Yeah, yeah, but that's not cool. That's not fun. I mean, I just rather go around my life <laughs> thinking it's one. Hey. Of, <laughs> it's one of those things. If you don't want to know, don't ask. So, so I will right, not ask. That's that's one of my dumb thoughts. Uh, do you have any left? Because I have no four. So you got a lot. Jesus, <laughs> off. I said I was so excited from not having a podcast this whole past week. I had we'll, them we'll, stored we'll up. Save save a couple, and then we'll we'll get into some stories and questions. All right. Um, not a dumb thought, but something that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, have you ever had eggnog? No, and I've I've. I don't really get what eggnog is. I don't either, but I think that I would like it. I don't. I've I want, never well, had I'm it. not gonna try. I'm not gonna try not spiked eggnog. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it's got to be alcoholic. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about alcoholic eggnog. Yeah, I think I think the biggest part for me would be the texture. I uh, heard it's like very creamy. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's good. No, I don't. I don't like drinking creamy stuff. I'm picturing it kind of like a rum chata, but with a different flavor. So sure. I think I think that's going to be good. I think I think it, yeah I think it probably will be good, but I don't I don't like the texture. I'm if I'm, I'm drinking something. I want it to feel like like just like a, a Miller Lite, if you will. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I've just never had it, but I think one day maybe I'll like it. That's my take on that. You can do an eggnog test <laughs> in the next episode. Get some uh, spiked eggnog. Well, okay, we need eggnog test, and we I, I know we're it's not Miller Lite, but I want to try the Bud Light Christmas seltzers. Oh, don't bring that blasphemy in here. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You're banned next episode. I'm doing a solo episode. All right, another quick one that I want to bring up. Um, over this that past weird. over hey, Bud Light seltzers. Uh, over this past um week that we were off. Um, I participated in a Christmas trivia game. Yep. I knew so many answers from Shed Some Light. That's what I'm fucking <laughs> talking about, baby. I was so excited. Dunk on them. I was like, man, if if you guys would have just listened to our past episodes, you would know the answers. That's how we do it. That's why we're here for you guys. So, boom, go back, check those out. It was a, it was one of those, it was like a true and false game where you had a true and false stick. Yeah. And you just had to flip up which side. Yep. I Knew crushed it. it. Knew it. It was awesome. You say, yeah, don't worry. I'm prepared. <laughs> I know I know my Christmas trivia. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, do you have anything else? Yeah. So I got a couple stories to tell you from, well, basically just one story. All right. Um. So I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast before, but I know I talked to you about it, how I will do absolutely anything in my power to avoid confrontation. Mm-hmm. I hate confrontation. I will... Like I think I've said it on the podcast where if I order a steak and they come out with fish, I will eat the fish <laughs> and not say a goddamn word to whoever my waitress is yep. or a waiter and just be like, yep, 
food's great. This is exactly what I ordered. Don't care. Yep. This, this happened to me. This like came to a peak the other weekend, the, the, the week of the Clemson <laughs> game. And it was, it was so just like peak me trying to avoid confrontation. It like almost like it almost made me feel bad. <laughs> That's how okay. bad it was. So I, I was up four thirty in the morning uh, for the Clemson game. You know, I'm up early, <laughs> stayed up. Yeah. Uh, I went to the gym uh, on the way home. I was like, you know what? I need a little coffee in my system. I'm going to stop by Starbucks and I'm going to get a drink. So I go to the Starbucks that's in a supermarket by our house. And at the, at the Starbucks, they have like the little circles. It's like stay six feet apart from each other. And so there's one lady in front of me that's standing at the register. Okay. They have a, uh, like a, a, a mat or if like a rug, you know, for anybody that has like wet shoes coming yep. up from outside. Yep. And then right at the end of the rug is the first six foot thing. Okay. And I'm standing on the circle, legitimately on the circle. Okay. Clearly in line. There's nobody behind me, but I'm clearly right behind this lady. I don't have my phone out. I'm not like looking around. I'm like staring at the menu. And some guy comes and <laughs> walks right in front of us, stands legitimately in front of me. And this is how bad it was. He's, he, he stood in front of me and then didn't just stand there, turned around and looked me in the eye. And I looked him back in the eye and didn't say a goddamn word. I was just like, you know what? Fucking you baby. Man. Oh my God. Was he, was he older? He was like a dad. Oh, come on, dude. He didn't say he didn't say a word. Okay, I, I will give that to you if the person is like seventy five. No, nope, I just don't want confrontation. Yeah, ever. that's bad. That's I bad. just don't want it. That's bad. I'll do I will do anything to avoid <laughs> confrontation. I was like, listen, like I could say to this guy, be like, like, cause like what's the best thing that happens? I order two minutes before that like hey, two buddy, minutes before. I'm in line here. That, the, the 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 best thing that happens is I get to order two minutes before I normally would. The worst thing that happens is me and this guy get in like a screaming match in the middle of Starbucks. Because I'll tell you what, I'll avoid confrontation until I'm in confrontation, and then I'm going all out. Like when I'm when I finally jump dip my toe in, I don't dip the toe. I jump fully into confrontation. <laughs> I'm either out or I'm all in. So it's like I don't want to be all in, so I might as well just not say anything. Okay. And like this guy, and he knew exactly what he was doing too. Because like if if he would have just like stood there and like kept looking forward, I would have been like, ah, maybe he just didn't see me. It was like it was like, no, no, no. I'm gonna stand here and I'm also gonna look at you to tell you to go fuck yourself. Right. So he was testing his masculinity and he was just like, Boom, I'm I'm alphaing you. Yeah, but I would like to this is this is a shout out to KFC Radio on Barstool. I'm big into the beta males. I'm the beta male, but I'm so beta that I come back around on being alpha. If you give so little of a fuck, then you also <laughs> give the most. So I come, I'm so at the bottom of it that I'm back at the top. Uh, that guy thought, because the thing is, he thought he alphaed me, but I'm so like, I don't give a fuck. that He <laughs> just was like dunked on that kid back there. And then I was like, I don't really care. 
So if you don't care, you didn't really dunk on me. I, I... That's a fact. And that's a fact. If you don't care so much, you can never get dunked on. I can't get dunked on because I'm not in the game. <laughs> you can't posterize me on a dunk because I am sitting on the bench. I don't know. I would have probably said something. That's just ridiculous. Oh, it's bad. Don't get me wrong. I knew it was bad when it, I I knew it was bad the second it happened. I was like, "Wow, this is bad." But I was like, I also just don't care enough to say anything, so I'm just not going to say anything. Oh my god! It's okay, just, it is what it is. Okay, well, I'm confrontation free since '97, baby. <laughs> I'll do anything. There you go. Good old confrontation. There you go. All right. Well, I got to wait. Could I ask you, have you ever done any, is that like, have you ever done anything like that? Like to avoid what's, what's like the most you've done to avoid a confrontation? I don't know. Um, you know what, you know what that was right there? What I did. I'm Santa Claus in the fight versus the Grinch. I lost the battle, but I won the war. So, uh, this past week, while we were gone, um, as we've been mentioning a couple times here, I was out on the East Coast, and East Coast drivers are aggressive, to say the least. Um, so, we were coming out of, like, a parking lot where you had to turn onto a very busy road. I honked at this guy to, like, get moving. Hey, I said, hey, I'm driving here. Hey, hey, oh, hey. He opened his door and got out of the car and was just, like, like threw up his arms. I was like... I'm dead. Like, this guy's just going to come after me. <laughs> I really thought that he was just going to attack me for honking my horn, but... Uh, yeah, but you you didn't do anything there to, like, avoid confrontation. Have you ever... I'm talking, like, have you ever had a moment that was, like, so clearly, like, this dude is trying to, like, one-up you, and you were just like, ah, whatever. Um... I, I don't think I so. I have moments like I'm that. I'm sure it's happened. I just don't, like, recall. I have moments like that so often that I can't remember all the moments like that. <laughs> because people will probably be like, I just dunked on that kid, and I'll just be like, in my head, I'm just like, Reep -de -deep -de -doo, I'm going to keep <laughs> walking this way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I'm so. I'm more of, it's not, even, it's not even just like, I'll do anything to avoid confrontation, but most of the time, I am oblivious to confrontation. <laughs> I just don't get what other people are trying to confront me about. So I just, I, I don't get in it, because I don't, I'm very bad at reading signs. Yeah, yeah. So that's all right, though. Not a not a bad way to live. I live a great life, though. Yeah, I was going to say, not a bad way to live. Makes me a lot happier <laughs> if you just don't care. All right. Well, that is where we're going to wrap up the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please give us that five-star rating and review. We would truly, truly appreciate it. It helps spread the word. It helps us to shed some light. Hey, how you doing? Boom. <laughs> it's funny because that's the name of a podcast. Hey, there you go. Um. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social media. Instagram is at Shed Some Light Pod. Twitter is at Shed Some Light. You can get a hold of us on email, Shed Some Light Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the social media followings have actually been growing like yeah. the past couple weeks pretty good. So keep giving us some more follows there. We truly, truly appreciate it. Again, thank you everyone for listening. We are so glad to be back and we will be on our regularly scheduled episodes this week. We'll catch you on it our weird Wednesday, but in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.